So we're in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. And um, as I looked at this and I had that song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, playing through my head, and this verse before my eyes, I was thinking, no matter how we view time, God is faithful. No matter how, if we think of it as a long period of time and the Lord sees it as a short period of time or, or however we view time, God is in control and God is faithful. And I connected that to the thought that we pray day after day after day after day. And it may seem like a long time to us over 400 days of praying to the Lord. It's maybe a short amount of time. And yet, no matter what, God is faithful. So we think of God's faithfulness when we when something suddenly happens, we think, oh, God is so faithful. But we have to be reminded that God is faithful if nothing's happening. If, if we can't even see God working, God is still faithful. So it appears sometimes, and maybe this is true overall, God is in no hurry. Even if, if we're in a hurry, God is not constrained by urgency. Um, though he can act suddenly, all we know is that he's faithful. And so I'm just going to just in the moments we have remaining, if you could just follow with me through second Peter chapter three, beginning in verse one, and then we'll end with verse nine. Um, but keep in mind verse eight, keep in mind that this is, these are the surrounding verses of verse eight. And it just really, as I read this this morning, it really, it really made verse eight a treasure. So second Peter three, one says this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Um, In other words, focus on this. Don't let your attention be distracted to this. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So he's kind of showing, think there's a long history to what I'm going to say. Okay. And this history is unfolding day by day. There's an unfolding of this long history, dear saints. And then part of this unfolding is, verse 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts. So this is very obvious in New York City very obvious in every city, but there almost seems like the scoffers are having their way. The scoffers are all about their feelings, okay, their own lusts. Um, This may be an American phrase, I don't know, but um, if the words, if the word heyday means anything to you, they're having a heyday, okay, it just seems like it's a party time for the scoffers. Uh, Verse four, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. So the scoffers are saying, Christian, nothing has changed. You're telling me things are going to change. Nothing's, or things are changing. No, nothing's changing. Verse 5. For this they willingly are ignorant of. Hmm. Purposely forgetting. They w- are willingly are ignorant of. 
that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Um, so it's describing chaos, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, so by the same power that brought order out of chaos, by that same word are kept, the heavens and earth are kept in store. It's almost as if we're being told God is holding all of this back. He's just by his incredible power. He's keeping everything right where he wants it. Reserved unto the fire, unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So God's holding these things back for a reason. And then this thought, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. So please don't miss this. Don't miss the obvious that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but as long suffering to usward. It's almost as if God is holding himself back. He's holding, you know, the world's back, but also in, in, in sovereign control, he's in control of all things, but he's also holding himself back. But as long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So I just want to encourage us with the mighty power of God. Um, it, it appears, well, we know this, God being sovereign has everything in control. Nothing worries him. Nothing is outside of his time. Everything fits exactly the way he's wanting it to fit. Sometimes our praying seems like, will God ever answer us? 400 plus days of praying. I want to encourage us that God is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. I, don't want, to, I want to encourage us that God uses long-term dependence and long-term consistency for the sudden to happen. So it, let's just say God does bring a massive, beautiful revival. It's probably not because, although it could be, one person prayed one time, but we fit into the whole scheme of a long, uh, there used to be a book a while back called Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Um, we fit into the faithfulness of God. One day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. It just is not worrisome to God. So we can be faithful, knowing that our God is faithful, and knowing that when it is his time to send an awakening or a revival or a working of his Holy Spirit, it fits perfectly. It will bring him incredible glory. We'll stand back and say, isn't God amazing? And maybe one day when we reach heaven, we'll say, look at what God did all through the ages. And then we're going to say, worthy is the lamb that was slain. So maybe today we could just marvel in the faithfulness of God and commit to him long-term dependence, long-term consistency for the glory of the Lord.